We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. It's Saturday morning, you got your morning coffee. It's Pack-A-Day, your 24-7, 365 day a year Packer podcast. A day before the Green Bay Packers take on the Miami Dolphins at Lambeau Field. That kickoff is at 3.25 p.m. I'm Jay Turner. Joining me, of course, 32 years in the business, writer for BobMcGinnFootball.com. He's Mark Echo. Mark, how's it going? I'm good. How are you, Jay? I'm good. You sound a little down right now. Did you just wake up? Uh-oh. No, nah, no, nah, I'm down because the Packers are three, four, and one. Yes, they are. Yep, they're three, four, and one. They got a brutal schedule coming up. We're going to dive into that. We're well, also it can't get any t- worse than it was. But they, they, they just played the two best teams in football, maybe. Yes, they did, and it's not going to get any easier. Or maybe it will. We're going to jump yeah. into that. We're also going to break down the Dolphins. I mean, how are they going to be able to beat the Packers? At Lombo Field, the temperature is going to be about 30 degrees. We're going to jump into that as well. What is going on with the Packers? And also, we're going to bring up why Brian Gutekust, it's a brand new regime, and we're going to bring up the reasons why. All right, let's start it off, Mark. A day before, Miami Dolphins come in. Packers have lost to the Rams, lost to the Patriots in dramatically awful fashion. However, it feels like the season is not over because they're only 3-4-1. and one. So how do the Packers get back on track against the Dolphins? Well... They should be. I mean, if they lose to the Dolphins, 
then I'm going to be with the rest of the angry mob that is out there that I that I say here and read and hear from and read every day that that want to just kill everybody. Um, but they're they're not going to lose to the Dolphins. They'll they'll beat the Dolphins. They'll, they'll beat them pretty easily. Um, they're home. I mean, the Packer home games this year. I mean, they they are three zero and one at home if I'm not mistaken, right? That's correct. And they could be four and zero if not for a bad call. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they, they played they. They've been okay at home. The road is, and that's the, they, they, that's what has to change over the last eight games of the season. Is they they can't keep they can't go zero and eight on the road, or they're going to be eight and eight at best, or they're going to be seven eight one. Um, so they have to start winning on the road. Um, but I, you asked me a couple weeks ago. I remember be, before okay. this crazy stretch of games started with the Rams and, mm-hmm. and uh, Patriots, and mm-hmm. then forget Miami, but then Seattle and and. Um, Vikings coming up. You asked me what I thought their record had to be when all this was, when, you know, going into the final stretch. Yep. And I believe I, t- I told you if they're five five and one, they would be okay because I, I I truly believe they will win the last five games. Okay. So they're three four. So now if if I'm sticking to what I said, they have to go two and one. And I don't like to look past things or anything, but they have to go two and one in the next three. So they have to beat the Dolphins. And then find a way to split the Seattle Vikings. I don't know if they win them both, that's even better, obviously. But they have to split with Seattle and Minnesota. And that will yeah. get them to 5-5-1. Five, five, and one. And then, I, like I said, I truly believe they can run the – I don't want to bar Aaron Rodgers' term or run the table, but I believe they can win those last five. They, what is it, Arizona? Stinks. Mm-hmm. Atlanta on the road, which they should beat Atlanta in, in, in Lambeau. Um the Bears in Chicago, but that that's, that that hasn't been a problem. Uh, the Lions at home, and at the Jets, I, I, they they really should win those last five. So if they can get to five five and one, I think they, they can get ten five and one, and that should be more than enough to be to be in the playoffs. Yeah, currently I have the schedule right here, and I got them beating the Dolphins, then losing back to back at Seattle and well, at the see, Vikings then, then, on prime time. <laughs> uh, what? Then then they're in trouble. If they, if they lose both of them, they're in trouble. Yes, but then they'll rattle off five games. They'll go nine, six, and one, and they'll miss the playoffs. That's how that's I feel good. right now. And then, then everybody's fired. Yes, I mean uh, maybe Although that's... nine, six. Don't think nine, six, and one might nine, six, and one could get him in the playoffs. It could, but I still don't see how that's going to save McCarthy's job. I, I just don't. Oh, once you get into playoffs, what if they get crazy? I mean, the year they were they were the sixth seed a couple uh, not too long ago and went mm-hmm. and won a Super Bowl. But I'll say this: once Mark, you're in, anything can happen. Either one of two things is going to happen with the Packers if they get it to the playoffs. Either A, they're going to make it to the Super Bowl and win it and save McCarthy's job, or it, he's going to get Tony dungy get fired after the playoffs are done, and they're going to bring in somebody new, just like they did when John Gruden came in uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers well, a year later. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Let's, let's, let's talk about this. This is what's, it, I mean, it's, this is the elephant in, in the room. Is Mike McCarthy back next year? Yeah. I I think it's going to take, and I'm I'm going to say this right right now. Okay. Mike McCarthy's a good a good football coach. I don't care what he anybody is. says, or I don't care about people criticize. The right. man's won a lot of games. He's won a Super Bowl. Yes. How many guys? How many current NFL head coaches can say that? Not many. No. Not many. John Gruden's won, and he's a complete moron now. As, as I told you, the Raiders would be before the season. If you remember when you, you did, were telling me about the Raiders? I told you they were a disaster waiting to happen. Trust me, sometimes Jake gets on the same. Yeah, and, and, and it, it, they're, they're the worst team in football. Um, I mean, 
East did a great job on Baltimore. I, I think John Harbaugh's a, a tremendous. I would love to see if Mike McCarthy's fired, and I think he may be. I would love to see the pack and John Harbaugh gets fired in Baltimore. Oh my God, I would, I would, I would campaign for John Harbaugh to be the, the Green Bay Packers' next head coach. He's a great head coach, but th- the way the NFL is today. Mm-hmm. The, gone are the days of Tom Landry coaching the Dallas Cowboys for 100 years. Gone are the days of Don Sola coaching the, the Miami Dolphins for 100 years. It just doesn't happen anymore. I saw it firsthand in Philadelphia covering the Eagles for all my years with Andy Reid. Andy Reid's a good football coach. Yes. But he's taught. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know this, Mark, because you were covering it when Andy Reid was on his way out of Philadelphia. Yes. So, so tell me, So tell me right now, what are Packer fans going to expect going forward in the last couple of games that you witnessed in Philadelphia when Reed was fired? Well, I hope I don't witness the same thing. I mean, that just completely fell apart. Okay. And the Eagles went 4-12 and Andy's last year, and they had to fire him. But it really happened the, the year before. I mean, my, the point I was trying to make is, I don't care how good a coach is. Mm-hmm. After a while, and this, in today's NFL, I don't know why, the, I can't explain why, other than, I, and I'm going to blame the players more than the coach himself. I think it just they tune it, they tune him out. His message gets old, it gets stale, and you just sometimes. And I don't believe in this. That change is sometimes change is just good for change's sake. But in today's NFL, I think I think it is. I, like I'm not so sure the Packers are going to hire a better coach than than Mike McCarthy. I really I don't think there are many coaches better than Mike McCarthy. To be perfectly honest with you, but. His time in Green, and he'll get hired if, if the Packers if the Packers miss the playoffs and he's fired that Monday, whatever that that date is, he'll be hired by the end of that week. Cleveland, Cleveland. Yeah. Everybody says that. I don't know if him and Dorsey are good friends or not. Everybody, everyone just is, is connecting those 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 dots. Right. It's it's easy. Yeah. I, no, I don't, I, I don't I see think what that's saying, a slam Mark. dunk by any means. But there'll be other jobs. I mean, Dallas maybe. Knows. I mean, yeah, you never know like, what, what he could do with that. Makes sense if if him and Dorsey do get along, and if him and Elliot, and you know, all the Packer hierarchy are there, now he's going to have to deal with Demarius Randall and and uh, Jerome Whitehead again <laughs> if he goes to Cleveland. <laughs> um, but I guess you would want a, quarter, a, a guy uh, that's worked with quarterbacks to work with Baker Mayfield, so that would be that fits also. Um, but I mean, he'll get if, if it's not Cleveland, it'll be something. I mean, there's going to be what. Every year, anywhere from four to six jobs open, sometimes more. Yeah. He'll get another job, just like Andy Reid got another. He wasn't he wasn't unemployed for three days when they, when Kansas City hired him, and he's not a nice guy. Again, Andy Reid's not a great. I'm, I, I will never use the word great mm-hmm. to describe Andy Reid until and if he ever wins the Super Bowl. But he's a good coach. He's won a lot of games. He gets to the playoffs almost every year. Yep. Um, but it, it had just run out in Philadelphia. You you just saw his message wasn't getting through anymore. And I'm I'm not I'm not there I'm not in the locker room every day with the Packers like I was with the Eagles, but I I kind of sense that might be the case here. If it is, then something has to be done. I mean, then you have to then you have to. But what I would love to see as a Packer fan, go ahead. This season does turn around. The Packers make the playoffs. They do well. I mean, obviously I'd like to see them win the Super Bowl, but then maybe if Cleveland really does want them. Packers can trade McCarthy to the Browns and get up get like like Gruden got traded. You you brought up John Gruden earlier, going you know going from uh, Oakland to Tampa. Well, Tampa yes. traded like two number ones. Yes, uh, not that they would get two number ones. No, they would. No, they I, won't. I'll they take won't, a won't. I'll take a, a 
a, a second. <laughs> right? <laughs> Wouldn't you take a second round pick for a guy that you're, you're going to get rid of anyway? Oh, definitely. I mean, that's why Brian Gutekas traded HaHa Clinton Dix for a fourth yeah. rounder. That's why he traded Ty Montgomery because he got something out of it. And he's able to, you know, carry on with the two first round picks built up in the that's fourth round. I, I would, that's, to me, that's the best case scenario is the Packers make the playoffs. Whatever happens, happens. And then Cleveland or any time mean, we're using Cleveland because their, their job is, is open. Well, that's yeah, the only job yeah. that we know is, is yeah. open. But if be. any other job opens and somebody wants Mike McCarthy, well, he's still under contract at Green Bay Packers. So they could they could swing a deal and get something for him, which would be ideal. Now, then the hard part comes in, who do you hire? Because I've seen a lot of guys that you thought were going to be good head coaches turn out not to be so good. You well, know, whether they're a good coordinator or a good college coach. It doesn't always work out, and I don't know. I, and I wouldn't want that task of trying to because, like I said, in all my years of seeing guys get hired, wow, that's a great hire. That guy's going to do well. No, and then some other guys get hired, and you say, really, they hired him, mm-hmm. Mike McCarthy. When Mike, when the Packers hired Mike McCarthy, I wasn't like, wow, well, wow, great, they got Mike McCarthy. He exactly. was an assistant coach that didn't have a great resume at the time. Turned out to be pretty good. He won a Super Bowl. Well, I mean, that was the same thing with the Packers when they hired Mike Holmgren. I mean, he was an offensive coordinator for the 49ers. They were a great football team, don't get me wrong, but he had no head coaching experience when he was coming in with Ron Wolf. And, you know, that's the, that's the best thing about this is, is that I can't stand it in the off season when I hear the national media say, oh, they got a heck of a coach in the making there. No, I want to see you don't know. what can happen I, I will say this, going okay. forward. I want to have that optimism. Gotcha. Well, I, I'll say this. I don't know how I was. I was. I'm a little older. I'm a lot older than you. But uh, true, you are. In '91, in '91, when the Packers hired Holmgren, yep. I was excited. I got. I got to tell you, I was excited. Okay. I thought I. Well, I did like. I mean, yes, he was. He he had to been a head coach, but he was a very highly sought after assistant. He really was, and, and I was good. thrilled. I yep. was. But if you remember, there was a lot of. Other, I mean, you, you probably don't, but. There were a lot of other rumors of names being tossed around prior to them hiring Mike Holmgren. Like who, Mark? Um, Bill Parcells was the main one. Whoa. Only because Wolf and, and again, it might have just been media rumor. Yeah. But there were, you know, they, again, people like to connect dots when they when they do this. And sometimes the dots <laughs> do connect and you get lucky and you, and, you, and you get a story. But sometimes it's just, you're just connecting dots that, that, that it doesn't mean anything. Wolf and Parcells yeah. were good friends. And they still are. Yeah, but connecting the dots is is made for coloring books, and when you're a a little kid here, I can't stand (laughs) on the national media. No, but a lot of times they do connect. I mean, yeah, sometimes they do, Mark. But I mean, but that was the name. That was the hot name. It's just too easy. It's just too easy. It's it's way too easy to even come out and say, okay, well, because it's now Green Bay East over there. Now it's gonna be McCarthy. You don't know what's gonna happen. You don't know what John Dorsey has up his sleeve or Brian Gutekunst. I don't think he's going to Cleveland. No. You want to get somebody there that can groom Baker Mayfield. Just because he was able to groom Aaron Rodgers doesn't mean he's going to be able to groom him. I mean, yeah, he groomed Brett Favre in 1999. I get that. But Alex Smith was a complete disaster in San Francisco. And when he left and Harbaugh came in, um, Alex Smith became what he is today. Uh, So you can't just look at McCarthy and go, that's a quarterback whisperer. Huh? Oh, yeah. Harbaugh bench Alex Smith. Harbaugh has nothing to do with Alex Smith. And Alex Smith didn't get, didn't get decent until he went to Andy Reid. Oh, okay. 
All right. I got that wrong. Don't, don't forget that hardball bench, Alex Smith, and put Colin Kaepernick, pre-kneeling down Colin Kaepernick, in, in, into the lineup. So, yeah, I mean, but again, you just don't know. I mean, yeah, McCarthy yeah. could end up in Cleveland. If, again, I don't know. I don't know how close Dorsey and McCarthy were. Right. They might have been. They, maybe they are best friends. Maybe maybe Dorsey's praying every night that Green Bay fires McCarthy and he can hire him. But maybe not. Maybe McCarthy. Maybe Dorsey wants his own guy. I, I guess I if, if put a gun to my head right now and ask me who's going to be the head coach of the Cleveland Browns in 2019, until I hear, until I see Luke Riley like sign him? an extension at Oklahoma. Yeah. I think he's the next head coach of the Cleveland Browns. I think he's saying all the right things right now because he has to because he's still at Oklahoma and they're stri- and they're trying to win the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. But I think I think that's I think he wants I think, really believe he wants an NFL head coaching job. I think he'd love to have a chance to coach Baker Mayfield again. I think it's, it just that lines up to me better than, than McCarthy. But McCarthy could end up in Baltimore if, if Harbaugh's let go. He could end up in. I mean, whether there's a lot of good spots that he could end up, and I mean that's the thing about McCarthy; he won't be unemployed long if the Packers no. decide to make this move. But the fact is, also Packer fans, you got to be patient. They're not going to make any moves until the end of the season. That's what the oh, Packers yeah, have no always today. done. Ray Rhodes in 1999, eight and eight record. They fired him right after the Arizona game. That's how the Packers work. They're not going to make a move or anything. If the Packers did lose to the Dolphins, they're still not going to make the move. They're going to live and die by McCarthy till the end of the season. That's just how the Packers always do their job. And that's the right way to do it. What do you? There's nothing unless it's a a really volatile situation. Like you, it doesn't seem to be. Yeah, like the Browns. You stand nothing to gain by by. I don't think you. Football. I mean, it's not baseball where there's 162 Mm -hmm. games and you have plenty of time to turn. Yeah, if they lose to the Dolphins, yeah, this season, in my opinion, this season's over. We'll be talking about the draft. Well, this is uh, the Pack-A-Day Podcast. I'm Jake Turner alongside my partner in crime, 32 years in the business, writer for BobMcGinnFootball.com, Mark Eckel, and we're breaking down everything Packers right now. Uh, we've talked a little bit about the future for the head coach. Is it going to be McCarthy? Is it not? Tweet us at, at Pack-A-Day Podcast. Give your take on that as well. Mark, I want to talk about Brian Goodtakus here for a minute. This is a new regime. We have finally come to the point where people can no longer say the words that, oh, he's going to be just like Ted Thompson. He trades Ha Clindex, Ty Montgomery, cuts Jermaine Whitehead after his buffoonery, after slapping David Andrews in the helmet, and he brings in two running backs. He brings in a safety, Ibrahim uh, Campbell, who hasn't had a good year since 2016, back when Mike Pettin was the coach of the Browns. What's your thoughts on Gutekas' first year as GM? I like it. I mean, I, I like his aggressiveness. Um, I mean, right from the right from the beginning, when he, he made the trade at the draft and got a second first round pick next year, mm-hmm. uh, moved up and down, and you know, um, signed a couple free agents. You know, Muhammad Wilkinson would, could have been a good signing. We will we'll never know because he got hurt. But that's not that's not Brian's fault, obviously. Um, is is willing to make trades? Oh, I mean. Made it off, made a good offer for Khalil Mack. I mean, mm-hmm. he did. You know, the, 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 you know, you, you can't. For, I mean, the Bears made a better offer, and, and, the, and the Raiders felt the. You know, it's going to be. You know, it's funny, and I hope I'm wrong about this. But if the Bears finish ahead of the Packers, the Raiders really screwed up because the Raiders could have had the Packers pick, which would have been better pick than the Bears. The reason the Raiders traded with the Bears, they said, was they felt the Bears pick would be better than the Packers pick. And it, if the Bears won, it would have 
find out. I mean, that's but, the thing. But, but again, has... then again, if Mac was on the Packers, maybe the Packers would have been. But you know, anyway. But, but my point is, getting back to your question about Brian, I think he's done a great job. I mean, it's early. We got a long way to go. Um, but I think Packer fans can now have to pay attention now during the off season because they're going to be doing things. Like, but mm-hmm. and I listen, Ted Thompson. His last couple drafts weren't very good. Let's not. They let's weren't. not. They weren't. There's no other way to way to cut it. But his early drafts were very good. Yes, they were. Yes, and, and I want everybody did, to remember that. Ryan, he, he did sign Carl Woodson. Uh-huh. He did sign Ryan Pickett. Um, he made you know he DJ did some Rossi. good things. He did some good things. He won a Super Bowl again. Not a lot of people can say that. No, he, no. And you're you're correct because he was a two-time executive of the year. And when I was writing an article for PackersTalk.com, I was tearing into Ted Thompson a little bit. I want everybody to remind themselves. The last four years of Thompson's regime were awful. He was making bad moves, bad draft picks, bad signings. They weren't working. They, they just weren't. And that's why they had to bring in good to cuts. I mean, that, that was the fact. Plain and simple. I mean, that's the one thing is, is that Packer fans got to be patient here. This is It's not the year that you think that it was going to be. But this is what Packer fans deal with. The highs and the lows. And this is how it has to go. Because... Here's the thing, Mark. $43 million in salary cap. That's a lot of credit to Guntacust and Russ Ball. I mean, thank it goodness they more. kept Russ Ball because he knows finances. He knows how to build that salary cap. And so does Guntacust. Because think about it. They cut money from Hawkland Dix, from Ty Montgomery, Jermaine Whitehead. And they take, the even though they're little pieces well, they of money, anyway, they're still in the salary cap. They're still helping year, it. It yeah. saved $3.5 they, million. They, they, they picked up $3.5 million there. Yeah. Which is good. Oh yeah. And we still no, and they were still able to keep Rodgers. And, and and they may get more yeah. if they let go of some other guys next the next year. I mean and, yeah. and again they're gonna spend it. That's the they will. I thought his the great quote from him, which was I was saying to myself, but mm-hmm. he actually said it out loud when yeah. when he was being asked about, you know, you traded Dix, you got a fourth round pick. Uh if, if you lost him in free agency you, you would have got a compensatory pick in the following draft. But, and he went, well, wait a minute. First of all, nobody even nobody can figure out how, what, how the compensatory picks work anyway. Second, if you sign free agents, that you don't get compensatory picks because you're, it works the other, you know, it, 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 it offsets the guys that you lose. And we plan on signing free agents. So Packer writers have to get in their head now. They're not covering Ted Thompson anymore, who, who ignored free agency for the most part. Yep. And guys left and you got compensatory. The days of the Packers getting three and four compensatory picks are over mm-hmm. because they're going to sign. For, when they lose a free agent, they're going to sign one. I fully expect the Packers to sign at least two, if not three, you know, starters, starters and free agents next year. They, they, they could sign an offensive lineman. They could sign a safety. They could sign a linebacker. Edge rusher. Yeah. Well, that's what I meant by linebacker. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Nick Perry. I mean, yeah, they're they're going to sign. They're going to sign a couple with forty-three million to spend. They're going to spend it on a couple, and and really nobody on their own roster that they need to re-sign. Mm-hmm. They're going to they're going to go out and this all. And again, we're looking way too far ahead now. But no, no. But you brought up Ryan, so yeah. he's going to be active. I mean, like I said, Packers fans are going to have a busy off season this 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 coming off season, as opposed to the past when the season ended and you could basically take a nap until the draft because they weren't going to do anything. What's your thoughts on Mike Patton and what he's done with this defense? I know, like I told you weeks and months, you know, months ago. I I know Mike a little bit. 
um, oh. being from from Bucks County, where where I lived for my, most of my my life, mm-hmm. and um, saw his Jets defense a, a little bit, but living back back uh, north, and um, it's it's what I it's what I thought it would be. It's what I I, I you know it's it's a it's a pressure oriented defense, but the pressure it's not it's not your classic Pittsburgh three four, which is what Dom Capers ran, mm-hmm. learning from his you know his years in in, in Pittsburgh where. The front three are basically traffic cops, you know, tie up the line, and your outside linebackers do all the do all the damage. That's your old style classic Steeler three four. His three four is more of the, um, well, it, it comes from Rex Ryan, who learned it from New England and Baltimore and all that. Where uh, where the pressure can come from anywhere. It's not always on, and that's what people keep saying. Oh, the Packers outside pass rush has. Well, it's not always their job. It, if you know, Blake Martinez comes on a blitz a lot. The safeties come on a blitz. You, you know, the, the, the down linemen are responsible to get pressure. It, the pressure can come from anywhere and everywhere, and that's a good thing because if you know, the offense doesn't know where it's coming from from either. So it's a little more um, diverse, I guess, for, for lack of a better word. And and I think you know, it, it, it's not a defense that you're going to learn in a couple games. I mean. I think the defense has played pretty well. I mean, I know it's hard to say that when you give up 60 points in two weeks, mm-hmm. but they played very well against the Rams. Um, and against I the Patriots. Up points, but they, 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 they did some things, you know, and then even New England, you know, New England's good. Let's, I mean, let's, you know, you, you face Tom Brady. It's it's Tom Brady. I mean, and, and, yeah. and, it, and, it's, and it's Bill Belichick. A, a couple trick plays hurt him. Um, but that in that game, in that third quarter last week, mm-hmm. It's you know they're they're down at halftime. They get the ball, nice drive, go down, tie the game. They stop New England at the goal line, yep. which was incredible. What what did they have like six plays from the two or something? They did. They even had and, a, the luxury and, of a flag stopped. as well. Yeah, because they gave them that penalty too, right? I mean, yep. so that was incredible. Then New England gets the ball back. They stop them. They call, but again, I. I never like to like to complain about referees because I think it all evens out. Mm-hmm. But really, it was a bad call. I mean, it was it, was, it should have been running into the punter, not roughing the punter because he really didn't rough him. He kind of <laughs> just ran into. It should have been a five yard penalty. Instead, they gave him a fifteen and the automatic first down. And I, I I'd love to see the see the exact numbers, but I would think it's got to be eight out of ten when you get the ball back after a, a roughing the penalty, a roughing the punter penalty like that. You score, right? I mean, you get fifteen yards or you get a. No, they stopped him again. So that defense put up, three, in my opinion, three major stops there. Gave the offense the ball back. The offense goes on another good drive. And then, unfortunately, Aaron Jones, who had played very well to that point, fumbles. And to me, that was the game. I just That just took the life out yeah, of Yeah, that out killed of it. it. It's, it's a young – keep in mind. And people say, well, the defense still could have stopped them, and they could have got the ball. Yeah, they cured it. All that could have happened. And, you know – and. But let's be honest, it's, 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 it's human nature. Mm-hmm. This is still a young Packer team. Yeah. For all, for all you know, yes, you know, the quarterbacks are better and a couple other veterans, but it's a it's a young team. And that it's fumble, just, it just took their hearts out. It, it took the breath away, it took the momentum away, and it cut their heart out. Mm-hmm. And New England went, and it gave New England, which had lost all momentum, it gave it right back to them. And then they used, you know, to play, and they go down and they score, and that was it. I mean, that was... But if, if let me ask you this: If if Aaron sure. Jones doesn't fall, mm-hmm. and the Packers score a touchdown, 
not a field goal, but a touchdown on that drive, and they take a 24-17 lead, who wins that game? Packers. I think so, too. I think it just would have kept snowballing. I think they would have taken the lead. The defense would have been pumped. They would have stopped them again. Packers would have gotten the ball back. Maybe, who knows if they score again or not, but they probably would have used some clock. Uh, yeah, I believe that. I, and I I know they gave up two touchdowns after, but it just it just turned the whole game around. And, I'm, and in no way am I blaming this on Aaron Jones. It made a kid fall, but it was a good play by the defense, too. But, you know, game, you know, ebbs and flows of a game are, are big, and that was a big, big, big turning point. But but the defense, to get back, I, I, I went ten different directions. You asked me about Mike Pettin's defense. The only knock I have on his defense right now is not getting enough turnover. No mm-hmm. zero turnovers the last two weeks, and you got to get some. And I know they played Brady, and they, and they played a Rams team that doesn't turn over much either. But this week, for them to beat the Dolphins this week, they got to they got to get some picks. They got to get some fumbles, some, some interceptions. They got to get some turnovers. Give the offense the ball, and you know, good field position, and 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 win the game going away. They have to build that confidence up because, like you said. They have back-to-back primetime games, Thursday night against Seattle, and then Sunday night football at Minnesota. And you're going to hear that skull chant and everything. But then it becomes cake. Arizona, Atlanta, at Chicago, at the Jets, and then versus the Lions. I mean, that that's right there. I would look at that and go, that's five wins there. But Well, you never say that, but you're right. It, no, it you're, like you're right, you're right, because well, Chicago could be a pain, too. But yeah. they'll definitely be favored in four of those five games. They should be. They should be. This is the Pack-A-Day Podcast. I'm Jake Turner alongside Mark Eckel, 32 years in the business, writer for BobbyInFootball.com. Packers-Dolphins kickoff, 3.25 p.m. Central Time, and you can find that on Sunday afternoon at Lambeau Field. It's going to be cold. It's going to be great. I can't wait. This, and and this cold's going to help the Packers, too, Sunday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Dolphins right, can't I mean, clean the cold. Like they never have. Team when, the, when they go down, like, you know, if a cold weather team goes into Miami or goes into, yeah. um, you know, Tampa and it's 85 degrees, well, it works. The other, well, I think it works even more so the other way when a Miami team comes up to Wisconsin and you say, is, is, is it going to be 30 degrees Sunday, tomorrow? Yeah, that's what it's looking like, but it could change. Yeah. But, yeah, from what that, I heard, that, it's that, like that, 25 degrees in Wisconsin place. right now. Yeah, that, that, those Florida guys aren't going to like being in that kind of weather. <laughs> Agreed. I don't like being in that kind of weather anymore. Agreed. Yeah, the, yeah. I was looking at the stats. You don't either. You're, you're in Florida now too. You don't I like, am. You don't yes. want to be in dirty. You, I am, and I wish I was back in Green Bay for this game. But you know, I'm doing great you things down from, here from so. the cozy confines of of your couch. Nice warmth. The sunshine and everything. Yeah, but I'm still a Midwest kid. I'm always going to be that way. Uh, looking at the Dolphins, uh, the stats are not impressive. 21st to pass defense, rush defense 28th. What player on the offense do you see having a breakout game? Aaron Rodgers. Woo! He's been he ripped on by Aaron Nagler this week. Well, I mean, I, listen, I'm, I'm as big Aaron Rodgers fan as any other Packers yep. fan. You know, he's been great. Mm-hmm. No doubt. But this year, he's been, he's not been bad. I'm not going to say he's bad. I've seen bad. He's not bad, but he hasn't been Aaron Rodgers. He just hasn't. His numbers, his his play, he's been good, but good isn't good enough to, for to be Aaron Rodgers. You got to be great, yeah. like you know what I'm saying. He's not. He's just been good, mm-hmm. and I think I think Sunday, 
he needs to be great, and I think he will be great. I think we'll see the old Aaron Rodgers. I think his completion percentage will be 70-something percent like, like we're used to, not 60. I think he'll throw, you know, two, three touchdowns. Um, I think he'll, he'll do better on third downs than he has. Um, hopefully he won't take a sack, you know, in a bad situation or fumble. Um, one thing he had, he hasn't thrown many picks this year, and that's good. And he probably won't. Hopefully, he won't Sunday either. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I expect a big game from Aaron Rodgers. Um, like you said, Miami's Miami secondary is very vulnerable. Yeah. Um, they do have a decent pass rush. Um, it hasn't been as good as it as it could be this year. Cameron Wake isn't having a great year, but he's still a pretty good player. Mm-hmm. But I think you know the Packers got to they they dodge the bullet. It looks like Brian Balaga will be able to play at right tackle at least start. Um, but the line's got to play better, and I think it will. Give Aaron a little bit of time, but get those quick, rhythmic passes going. You know, get Devontae Adams singled up. The new star of the team, MVS, right? Mm-hmm. Another 100-yard game out of, out of him, maybe? You know, it's another bomb. I mean, he had, what, three for 101 last week, and if Rodgers leads him better on another one, he would have had four for 160. Who wins Sunday? Oh, the Packers. Easy. You got a 20, score? I'm gonna, uh, let's go with um, touchdowns. 27-10. That's a good one. That's a good one. I, I feel like this is a game that the Packers, this is gift-wrapped. It's right here. I understand the any given Sunday perspective, but games like this, this is what's going to help you put your season back on track. You want to have that win. If you lose the Dolphins and you have to go at Seattle and at Minnesota, this thing is going to crater. You have to win on Sunday in order to get a chance against for the next two games because you got to take it one game at a time, but you have to understand Seattle, haunted house of horrors for Aaron Rodgers, but the Vikings as well. And there won't be they won't be easy. They got a better quarterback now with Kirk Cousins. So bring your A game. I'm gonna take the Packers one last time and I'm gonna say they'll win this one thirty one to thirteen. You're a little bit higher than me, so but we're at the same because we're this the offense same, same neighborhood. This offense is prone to score. They're sixth in the pass offense this year. They average 24.3 points per game. There's no excuse that they can't get at least 31 on the Dolphins at home in the cold. Packers will win this one. So that's That's how I look at it. So we're talking about it next week. Better win. We will, Mark. We will. Take care, man. Yep. All right, that was Mark Echo. 32 years in the business. You can find his recaps for games on BobMcGinnFootball.com. You could tweet us at at Podcast. You could tweet me at at Jake Turner Sport, or you can find uh, Mark Echo on there as well. Well, it was another great show. We went on for about 30 minutes, but you know what? It was worth it because that's what we do for our Packer family here on Pack-A-Day. We give you what you want. We give you a lot of different topics. I mean, you could go to other places and you can just listen to a Packers-Dolphins preview. Or you can really get into the nitty-gritty. And that's what we do here on Pack-A-Day. That's why we are one of the best podcasts. Don't believe us? Go find it. It's right there on Pack-A-Day Podcast on our Twitter page. For Mark Eckel, I'm Jake Turner. The three best words in the Packers Dictionary, or if you want to call it Encyclopedia. Go Pack Go. Good luck, Packers. They got the Dolphins, 325 p.m. Central Time. Enjoy the game. It's at Lambeau. This has been your Pack-A-Day Podcast here on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify. We're We're everywhere. Just find it. I'm Jake Turner. Have yourself a great weekend, everybody.
third and six, trailing 30 to 23. Two minutes straight up to go in the game. San Francisco showing a blitz through the A gap, and here they come. Rodgers looking. Throws left side of the end zone. Yes! Yes! Adams! Left corner of the end zone from Aaron Rodgers! 16-yard touchdown pass. The Packers an extra point away from getting this game tied. Beathard on third, down and three in the shotgun. Football to the 46 at Green Bay. Packers showing a blitz, and here they come. Beathard looking, hit as he throws it. Deep down the right sideline, and intercepted on the play. Spectacular interception by Kevin King at the nine-yard line of Green Bay. Snap to Rodgers, looking right. Throws the right side, St. Brown makes the tackle. Inside the 30 of the 28-yard line. Snap to Rodgers. Looking downfield. Throws the left side. Devontae's got it. Out of bounds inside the 10-yard line. Oh, my goodness. What a throw and catch. Again, they beat Maven down the left sideline. Hunter Bradley, the snap. J.K. Scott down on one knee. Arm extended. Here it is. Placement made. Kick is up. It is good. It is good. Mason Crosby delivers the dagger. One week after his worst day ever, he delivers the dagger tonight. And the Packers win 33-30.